Well, good evening. I'm Ken Dolan Del Vecchio, and welcome to the Pet Loss Companion chat. I'm here with my dear friend, Nancy Saxton Lopez, and this is an opportunity for us to talk about some of the, some of the issues that come up when people have lost one of their beloved animal companions. It's an opportunity also for us to take some of the learning and some of the content from our book, The Pet Loss Companion, Healing Advice from Family Therapists Who Lead Pet Loss Groups, and, and give that to a larger audience. So that's a big part of the reason that Nancy and I started doing these, these broadcasts. And so we are going to talk today about something that often strikes people who have lost an animal friend pretty quickly. And that is that some people say things that are really helpful and other people say things that you just have to wonder, what are they thinking? And mm -hmm. so we're going to talk through some of those some of those things that happen and also maybe some about how you might respond or how to make sense of it. So Nancy, want to get us started? Yeah, I want to go back to that about grieving in general. Um, I think people have a hard time dealing with others' pain. Mm -hmm. um, it, we don't grieve well in our society. We had talked about this in another mm -hmm. session. Mm -hmm. Um, and they feel very uncomfortable, but they feel either they're going to say something, they need to say something, or they're not going to say anything at all because they don't, they don't know what to say. And people really, when they, when they were come into the group and they would talk about, you know, oh my God, this is what my sister-in-law said, or this is what my friend said. And it, you know, it, it was so important to them to have someone support them and listen to them when a lot of people mean well, mm -hmm. some may not, but most people mean well. Most people do, they yeah. say really difficult, unnerving, upsetting things. Um, and the first is, it's just a cat. Yeah. yeah. Or just a dog. Or yep. a horse. Why are you so upset? It's just an yeah. animal. And... For that person, it is so invalidating that mm -hmm. they're just distraught. It makes it worse, the grieving worse. Yeah, and dismisses their feelings entirely, exactly. right? Exactly. And so what do you say to that? Now, I guess what someone could say, um, to me, my cat was a very special family member. Yeah. And I, I am grieving. Now, that's hard to do when you're shocked at someone saying that. Yep. But that's something that can be said. You yep. know. And 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 then you can even follow that up by saying this this was a dear friend of mine and family member, in fact. And I guess my question for you is how would you feel if somebody said to you, well can't you get another friend? Another I mean, friend? If you think, another if you think about it at the moment, yeah, another, another relative, yeah. Another, yeah. because that way it throws the other person into a position of empathy, even if they don't, they're not thinking in those terms. Exactly. And again, I don't think they, they, they get anxious. I think people get anxious and mm -hmm. they, they, you know, and I said this last time with my mother, when she said, Nancy is just a dog, yep. because they, they, they don't know how to settle that. The problem is you can't make grieving better. It, nobody can. 
It's a really difficult thing. No, the, the only thing you can do is sit and be a compassionate other in the presence of the person who is grieving. And, and as we've talked about, that's a very hard thing for many people to do because they're just not used to, they're not used to dealing with uncomfortable feelings. Many people are just not used to it. And, you know, we're a culture that's supposed to be all about happy, 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 and, and young everything's and going great and, and get over it and keep going. And, and we're just not very practiced at being with our own sadness, our own confusion, our own depth of, of despair. And we're even less practiced, most of us, at being in the company of somebody else who's going through that stuff. So all those kinds of things like, why don't you just, why don't you just cherish the memories and move on? Or, right. or all, all the things that, that people say, they're really designed to help them not have to bear witness to your exactly. pain. That's yeah, the thing. Exactly. Like if you, if I can get you to avoid, deflect, move beyond, dismiss, then whew, I don't have to be with you in this moment. I don't have to deal with it. Now that's I don't have to feel it. I don't have to feel even the the what's coming from you. I don't have to deal with it. Yep. Right. That's why we learned when we did, you know, I worked, you and I worked in the same hospital. I worked downstairs in the emergency room. We did a lot mm -hmm. of trauma bereavement response. And, you know, so one of the, again, I was just telling you the story um, because it, it was so poignant that there had been a gentleman who had come in and he had his, his, uh, his lawn had kind of butted up to some railroad tracks and he was mowing his lawn and he didn't realize that he was so close to the train and he got hit by the train and he died. Oh. Um, and so I went down to the ER to work with the family and there were two adult children with their spouses and, and the wife, their mother. And the doctor came in and as doctors do, you know, very clinical, oh. you know, uh, we had to intubate him and blah, 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 you know, all of these clinical terms. And they're just staring at him because now they're wondering what has happened. And it did come out, obviously, that he had died. And so I'm standing in the small room with, uh, with these five people. And all of a sudden, the grief, you could, it was palpable. You could feel yeah. the yeah. grief. If you had put some dye into the room, you wouldn't have been able to see. And the, that's one of the most difficult things to do is just to be able to sit with someone and maybe not be supportive and maybe not say much. Yeah, that's something that it's really hard for some people to imagine is that you don't have to say much of anything. Right. You just have to be a kind concerned presence and you you can say something like i have no words or you can say i'm so very sorry right and and yet you might be feeling like there's got to be something i can say or do to make them feel better and that's never the point and it's never possible no you you can't make someone better you can't fix it and that's why also we were we got to a place that you don't hand kleenex out because if you're doing that or you're patting them on the back it's it says stop crying and 
the person needs to cry yeah or they need to be able to have enough to reach for some kleenex yeah yeah so yeah. they're yeah. they're monitoring themselves as opposed to it's going to be okay yeah it's be fine. yeah it's important it, and and if they ask for a kleenex then you have them present exactly. and you have them available but you don't presume either right but so some of some of the other things that people have said you know that mean well but doesn't work is <clears throat> go out and get another one yeah you can get another dog and a cat yeah you don't want another dog or a cat no. or a horse right then they don't yeah you know yeah. You, yeah that's again like well let's just jump to the end of all of this pain and look at the possibility for making things different and almost like it didn't happen you can just replace this one I, i've heard people say things like well at least you're not going to have to give them all, give anybody all that much medication at least you're not going to have these expensive veterinary oh my visits. god you spent so much money now yeah. you don't have to worry about that yeah people say all kinds of things that they think are benefits right. of the loss. And that's and true. Imagine yeah. what that comes, what how that lands exactly. on the other person. And what, that's what mattered. That Yeah, just to get through this, right? It's gonna be better on the other side. Um, yeah. But to say something back would be, you could, I can never replace Hank. Yeah. There, there's only one Hank. Yeah. Or there's only one, you know, Jezebel, or there's only one Annabelle. And so that's a response, you know. Again, when you're in the midst of grieving, it's hard to put all that in your yeah. head how to respond to. I mean, yeah. we're gonna give we're giving people tools tonight, but you know, if you're in the middle of it, you want to just say, <laughs> Where are you coming from? Why are you yeah. I, you know, what are you yeah. saying? I mean, some, some people will respond if you say, right now, I just need you to be with me and not say anything. Good. That would be and Some people can, can take that in. It, it depends on whether their own anxiety is propelling them to keep trying to... To make it okay. To rescue you in one way or another so that they're really res they're actually trying to rescue themselves <laughs> from a... This, from a discomforting situation. Yeah, but, I think people understand that, that it's not about them, it's about the person that's saying it. However, you know, it's still very disturbing. It's very yeah. upsetting. Yeah, I, I mean, some of the, I gotta tell you, some of the ones that I've heard people say are most distressing are when they say, he's in a better place or she's uh, in a better place, or now they're with the angels or, or something that, or God, they, they've gone to, they've gone home to God, or yes. something that superimposes a philosophical or a religious ideology, and it may or may not, in any way, be consistent with the individual's own way of thinking about what what happens after death. Yeah. But in any case, it it will often be perceived in exactly the same way as the other things we've mentioned. It'll be perceived as you're trying to shut me down. Yeah. You're trying to make me put aside my feelings of the moment. That's not helpful to me right now. And you're trying to push something that makes it all better. And it's not all better. It's not, not all better. 
the the most important one though i think that i know how you feel oh yeah yeah <laughs> no one knows even if you've had even very if you've had similar yeah. experiences you don't you you're never inside another person's heart you're never inside their head they they you can say i'm i'm only able to begin to think about and imagine how much pain you must be in you know that you can you can say that i'm trying to i'm trying to imagine how much pain you're in but you can you can't say i know how you feel cuz there again it's like okay i know how you feel done and so and so many people have gotten angry with that rightly yeah, so right yeah. they say you don't have no idea how i feel no idea how i feel you have no idea yeah um, or it could be, yes, you said the better place. Um, my cat had the same thing, and but the, my cat lived longer. <laughs> I mean. It's just like you did something wrong. Exactly. Um, and why, well, why did you do this with them? Or, you know, I mean, there was one situation. Why did you euthanize, you know, your animal? Why didn't you just you know, let the animal die. You know, those kind of things are so horrific for that person, hard enough to make a euthanasia decision as it is. Yeah. But to have someone ask about that and have a comment or a critique with it. Or pass judgment. Yeah, pass judgment. Passing judgment on them as, as though they know better. Exactly. Which it's is or so painful. It's it's not like you lost a child. Okay. So for a lot of people whose animal has died, that animal we've talked in other episodes with us is their child. Yeah. And again, it's this whole idea of somehow like, you know, this isn't really as bad as you think it is. It's That's like right. this judgment, not- this comparison, like you don't, you, you, you want to see pain. Pain is, losing your child or losing your marriage or, you know, it's, it's totally inappropriate to the idea of being supportive. I mean, the, the, the thing that you want to keep in mind is that what helps is a compassionate presence. That's what helps a compassionate presence. And it, it matters very little matters very little what's said. What matters is that the person is there, they're showing caring, mm-hmm. they're they are focused on you in a way that is attentive, and they're not trying to fix or change or rescue, or they're not trying to do anything to or you judge. at all, or judge, yeah. And, and, and there again, I mean, you have the right to tell a person, I know you're trying to be helpful, but I, I think we should end this conversation because I, it's not, it's not being helpful. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I need to, I need to take care of myself or something like that. I mean, that's, if, if you're talking to a friend and they're, and they're not being helpful, sometimes you need to just let them know, or, or you need to instruct them on how to be, just, could you just listen to me? Could you just sit with me? All I need right now is for you to listen with me. Yeah. And that's hard to do. Very silence is really hard for most people. I mean, we're chatterboxes, right? Chatter- Especially silence. when you're anxious. Yeah, when you're anxious, many people need to talk. And 
I mean, to just be with somebody when they're in pain and not say anything is really, it's really challenging for many, many, many people. I mean, it's, it depends on your own temperament. It depends on your own aptitude, your, your tolerance for, for that kind of focused attention to another. But it's, it's fairly, fairly common for that to be really difficult for, yeah. you for know, people. I grieving work as therapists is probably the hardest the hardest mm -hmm. work to do mm -hmm. but it's also fundamental it's like the fundamental yeah. thing all one of the things i think it's important for us to recognize is that grief is and this was told to me by a wonderful wonderful woman i think i spoke about her in the be very beginning of our book is that grief is the elemental human experience mm -hmm. we are we are constantly going through developmental changes that involve loss. Right. So every loss stage of development, when we go to school for the first, when we leave home and go to daycare, right. we've lost the, the, the envelope of home. And you know, all of, when we're bound to lose many, many things in our life. And, and certainly our pets, because most of them have much shorter lifespans than human beings, we are going to lose them. And so, I mean, another thing that you wouldn't want to do with somebody who is grieving is to invite them into a into a hunt for the the villain with well, some you know what did the vet what the vet didn't see it or they, you didn't see this problem coming you know that kind of that kind of thing like and i think that that's another thing that's unfortunately somewhat common is a sense of well who do we blame for right. this and instead of just like let's just this is part of Part of what happens in life, and so so some of the things. What are some of the things you can say that are actually, actually helpful? We've talked about it, some of them, right? I mean, what, first of all, I think what can you hit on to is you know I I when I did my internship at Blue Pearl, I sat with a lot of people that were euthanizing you know their animals. I asked them if they wanted someone present with them. A lot of them did. You know, I tried to. And all you do is just kind of sit. Would you like some water? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you want some time alone? Mm -hmm. Would you like me to sit with you? Mm -hmm. Would you tell me their story? Mm -hmm. you no. Know, and, and but most of the time, it was just being there. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, how sweet he looks. You know. Yeah. And this is really hard, and this is a such a difficult situation. And, yeah. So you're you're reflecting back. Yeah. What you what you see in terms of the what they're showing you. This is this this looks so hard. And I, I love that. That would you like to tell me their story? Yeah. That's that sounds really beautiful to say to somebody who's. And again, it's an, it's a question. It's not. It's not you're telling them to tell you their story. You're inviting them. Right. To do that if it feels like something that would be. Helpful. And sometimes they would. They would talk yeah. about when when they were kittens or puppies and you know what they did with them. And you know, as they're holding them, you know, they're holding them and they know their their life is going to end. Um, but the decision of quality of life was made. And so, you know, it they were able to really talk about some good things also, some some memories that will carry them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But 
there's not much to say except I'm just so sorry. Yeah. And you may need to say that. It may benefit them to say that many times. Yes. Many times. It, it just, you know, the, the affirmation. I mean, one of the things that, that it's so, is so much a part of grief is the need to be soothed and also the need for repetition because you're so distraught. Yes. And just to hear kindness. And a, also a few the, times. the tone, you know, yep. very quiet, you know, very calm, very soft, you know, just just to be there. If they want to hold a hand or you want to touch them, if they, if, you know, that they sometimes people like that, but you have to be careful with that. Some people. Yeah. Do. Yeah. What if the person says to you, what did I do wrong? Why didn't I, why didn't I save them? What do you think? If people say this kind of stuff. They say all kinds of things in their great distress that sometimes they're there. It sounds like they're looking for an answer. What do you think about that? Um, well, a lot of times what I would say, you know, why, I, you know, you don't want to get too into questions at that time. Right. I, I generally would say you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because most of the time there is the guilt. We talked about that in other too. Yeah. I should have gone to a different doctor. I should have seen this. I should have done that. And and at that time of death, they may be saying, you know, oh my God, I they'll say, you loved him and he yeah. loved you. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that will never change, you know, yeah. here. Yeah. And so you kind of move it a little bit. Yep. You know, yep. To, to, yep. So that they feel comforted. Yeah. You know, um, be gentle. Yeah. So, yeah. And and even like one of the things that I, I think sometimes it's useful to say to somebody who's grieving is we all have so many questions at a time like mm -hmm. this. We have so many questions. And just to just to affirm, just to affirm what they're experiencing. And 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 you know that there are no answers to mm -hmm. the questions that people have when they're grieving. And you know that they may need to ask certain questions a million times. Right. And, you know, why didn't I catch the coughing earlier? Why didn't I this? Why didn't I that? There's so many recriminations and there's no answers to that. There's no answers. And sometimes we talk, I could talk about, well, he, he, he's not eating and he was very sick and, you know, he, he wasn't able to, to, you know, urinate outside or, you know, take care of his bodily needs. Yeah. Sometimes you know, re just reinforcing the reality. This is, this is, this was the story yeah. that led to his death or her death. This is, the, this right. is, this is what happened. And, and, and just, because you know, part of what people have to do is to, is to get that story into themselves. They have to grasp the story and that requires them to replay it a lot of times, a lot of times. And it's the anticipation into the death and then after. So, you know, as they, you know, as, as they said, then this is for euthanasia, obviously, you know, animals die and suddenly and, and, and at home, but um, it's helping them that that ending is helping them to heal. That starts the healing process. You know what we yeah. did in the, in the ER all the time, 
there was that if someone had come in and they had died, now they were in a hospital and they had were hooked up to all kinds of, you know, tubes and things. We would all we would suggest that the family see the person. Um, they sometimes did not want to. Yeah. We did su yeah. suggest it because it's it finalizes it and it creates the beginning of, of a process of grieving and healing. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me let me ask you. I'm thinking maybe we should spend just a little bit of time on the 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 issue that you sometimes have to be really careful who you even speak to. Oh, absolutely. About your loss. Absolutely. Because there are some people who you know are not going to be kind, empathic. They're not going to be compassionate. They may even view you negatively because you are in this vulnerable Physical. mindset. Yeah. And, and so one of the things that I think it's important to keep in mind is that particularly in your workplace, you probably want to be exercising judgment about who you even talk about this with. And, and I, I wish I didn't feel a need to bring this up but I've heard enough times, both in that, in our meetings and in as my in, in my role within a corporate workplace, that sometimes managers, coworkers will look at your grief as a sign of weakness. And and so, and particularly the loss of a pet is still in many people's eyes a stigmatized loss. Right, disenfranchised. Yeah, and so yeah, so if you're going to if you're going to show a lot of feeling about losing a pet, some people are going to judge you negatively mm -hmm. as a result of that. And so I I just feel like it bears mention that there are people who with whom you should probably not even engage in much discussion about this loss. I agree. I th I think you want to have the people that support you or that you know support you. And that was, we would always ask that in the group, who is your support system? Who are your people? Yeah. You have one, you know, that understand. And even in couples, one might be yes. more yeah. than the other yeah. one. Yep. And so, but can they support? Now, sometimes they support in the beginning, but six months down the road, they may not support as much. Yeah. You know, but you know, you want to get those people. It doesn't matter about the people that are not, you know, supportive or not don't know what to say. Um, if you find that that's the case, you don't have to have anything to do with them during this initial period of time. Or even maybe I we've seen that people have lost their friends, you know, that they're good friends. And yeah. they had the death of a dog and the, the, the friends didn't know what to do and not what to say never came forward, never said anything. And yeah. so they were no longer friends. So you well, want supports. Yeah, and, and, and we should, we're, we're moving toward the end of our, our time. One of the things that, that we talked about before we got started, you and I were chatting, and we talked about how important it is to, if you are in a friendship connection or a coworker, you know, kind of a, a positive connection with another person and they lose their pet or they lose their loved one 
it's a very it's very important to mention the loss. Yes. To mention the loss and just ask how they're doing or just give your condolences. Exactly. Because some people, I, I told you that story about when my father died, who was very close to Thanksgiving. And I was at Thanksgiving, it was a big family gathering. And one person there, one of my brothers-in-law, didn't mention, had not mentioned to me that my father died and that he he wanted to express his condolences. So I said to him, I said, his name's Bill. I said, Bill, did, did you know that my father died? And he he had a great sigh of relief and said, Yeah, but I didn't want to I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want you to get all upset. And and I and I just as I told you, I just told him, you won't make me upset by bringing it up. You will, you'll just bring us together in the understanding that it's happened. And it would be very strange if we didn't at least mention it. So, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure that you knew. And I think that's very important because if you avoid it, you're not, you're, you're not, not doing helpful. that person a favor. Right. You're not doing them a favor. It's not helpful. Yeah. But for all of you out there, I think it's important to um, have your own supports. Be careful with who you speak to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at, at some point, you know, you will be able maybe to have others coming back into your life. But you're also allowed to say something to someone. You know, I can't talk about this right now or no, this real this really wasn't important, you know, relationship for me. Yep. And it's, I am I am grieving deeply. And, you know, um, and so, you know, that I just need you to know that if they say, well, you can just get another dog um, yeah. just to, nicely. However, you can also just not talk to them for a while. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 my closing thought for today is you will never make it worse by by acknowledging the loss. That's you will never make it worse by saying, I'm so sorry that your friend died. You will never make it worse by sending a card, an e-card mm -hmm. or a physical card. And so acknowledgement is always, is always appropriate. And then beyond that, there isn't much you can do except be a compassionate presence exactly. and, and offer to listen, perhaps offer to do some chores for the person, ask them if there's any way you can help them and perhaps suggest that you bring a meal or that you run an errand for them, something specific like that. And that's what happens with human people. It's, it's very, exactly the same, exactly the same. This is an important relationship and you wanna think along the same terms. Nancy, it's always a pleasure doing these conversations with you. I know the topic is, is sad, but to know that that we're offering some some support is always is always a privilege, and it's always great doing that with you as well. So thank you for the conversation. I look forward to yes. to next week. All right, take care, everyone.